The scripture reading for this day is from Genesis chapter 45. This is the story of Joseph and his brothers coming together again after a long time apart. Joseph's brothers had sold Joseph into slavery early in Joseph's life. In their intervening years, Joseph now has become second in power to the Pharaoh of Egypt. Now the brothers come down to Egypt looking for food. They're in a time of famine, and we now discover how Joseph responds to his brothers. We begin at verse 1. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me. You, your children, your children's children, as well as your flocks and your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now, your eyes and ears of my brother Benjamin, see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And they kissed all his brothers and wept upon them, and after that his brothers talked with him. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This summer, we have been reading through the first book of the Bible and discovered in that first book, the book of Genesis, that it's about much more than how God created the world a long time ago. We've learned that God continues to create throughout the book of Genesis and throughout the entire history of the universe. Right up to today, God is creating. In fact, we probably should have known this from reading the first verse of the Bible carefully, where it reads, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The word for created there in the Hebrew 
is best translated, in the beginning, God began creating. God is doing the, quote, Genesis thing now, today. God is creating things today. God is not just creating things like these beautiful flowers. God's creating peace on this earth. God is creating health and wholeness in your life. God is reconciling families and communities and nations. Genesis is happening now. So as we've read the book of Genesis this summer, it is apparent to us that we have been watching God working with four generations of one family. They're like any family. At times, they're broken, wounded. At times, they're petty and jealous. And yet, over time, sometimes a lifetime, God creates health and wholeness, reconciliation and peace. Today, we have just read the story of Joseph and his brothers reconciling after years of dysfunction and jealousy and even attempted murder. We have already seen the dysfunction earlier in Genesis of Abraham and Sarah. They did not fully trust God's promises. Yet, God continued to work with them. God continued to bring them to a deeper level of faith. It's God's creative activity. Isaac and Rebekah, if you remember them, played favorites with their children. One parent loved one child, the other loved the other. The children, the sons, grew up to hate each other. God's creative activity in time brought Jacob and Esau reconciliation. Later, we read about Jacob himself starting out life as a manipulative, deceitful, cowardly young man. He wrestled with God at the Jabbok River, and his personality began to change. God's creative activity made him into a man of integrity and moral courage and compassion. Joseph and his brothers finally reconciled in the lesson we read today. The brothers forgave each other, and it was like it was like the Garden of Eden all over again. When families come together and function as they should, that's God creating. That's what the Hebrew people believed anyway. It's what we believe too. We've seen four generations of dysfunction in Genesis, and each generation God is working to bring people together again. Now this might be an interesting exercise for you to consider. Is it possible for you to trace your family tree back four generations? What are the dysfunctions that have torn at your family? What are the events that have shattered family peace? What's the, quote, apple in the Garden of Eden of your family? The story of Adam and Eve, you see, is not at all about how the world's created. The story of Adam and Eve is a Eve is about family. It's about broken family. The Hebrew people saw brokenness within their own families and within all the families that they have observed in all of history, and we can agree with them. They wrote the story of Genesis not so much about how the world was created, but this wonderful insight that God is at work bringing people together again, bringing families back together again after brokenness. 
God's deepest desire is to bring health and wholeness to your family. The story of Genesis is filled with hope and confidence and reconciliation and love. We believe that is our future. Our future is not brokenness or dysfunction. Now, a second exercise for your family system. You have thought for a moment here about the problems your family has experienced over the generations. Now, for a moment, think about the opposite. Think about how many times something has brought your family together again. Take a moment to remember those times of forgiveness. Remember the reconciliations that have happened. Remember the laughter. Remember how many times there's been healing of your wounds. Remember those Thanksgivings where you all are together. I know you've heard the phrase before, time heals all wounds. Well, it's not accurate. It should be that God heals all wounds. And if they're not yet healed, the book of Genesis tells us that one day they will be healed. God heals all wounds in time. In the beginning, God began creating. God continues to create goodness and grace in you and in your family. And that is true for all the families of the world. We are one big human family broken apart, as you know, by many things, by race and culture and language and religion and politics and wealth. We, as a world, are as divided as, as Jacob and Esau were or Joseph and his brothers. Our faith tells us that one day, one day, God will bring us all together in peace and harmony, and we grasp onto that hope. One day, those bikers in Sturgis at the rally will gather with members of the Black Lives Movement, and they will all have a picnic together. One day, Republicans and Democrats will respectfully debate policy and absolutely reject name-calling. One day, women will be paid equally for work performed. One day, wealth inequality will shrink. One day, global warming will reverse. One day, nations will see the success of other nations and be glad for it and see it not as a threat. That is opportunity. One day, cancer and COVID will find cures. One day, Fox News and MSNBC will share an editorial board. One day, the Garden of Eden will be for all people. Sounds impossible, doesn't it? But that's just what the book of Genesis is all about. It was impossible for Abraham and Sarah, Rebecca and Esau, Jacob and his brother to ever come together in harmony, but they did. That is what the book of Genesis is all about. It's not about how God created the world. It's about God mending the world. It's about God's energy bringing creativity to us today in the present tense. It is about God making you and me whole and healthy and happy and at peace.
it all may seem impossible. But that was the faith of the ancient Hebrew people, and it is our faith today. We trust God to bring us goodness, and we align ourselves with God's efforts. We align ourselves with God's efforts. Isn't that interesting? That could be a church mission statement. That could be the mission statement of Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. That could be your mission statement. I align myself with God's creative efforts in the world. What a great purpose statement. What a great challenge for us today. Amen.